Hi, welcome back to another episode of Wilkin & Gutton Plans the Balance Sheet Breakdown. Today I'm really excited. We're kicking off our four-part series where we're discussing uh, you know, some of the metrics that impact firm profitability and really allow professional service firms to understand profitability and, and some of the metrics associated with it. I'm Chris Frederick, a partner with the firm, and joining me for this four-part series is the leader of our professional practices uh, group, Karen Arta Sanchez. So Karen, I'm super excited to kind of get into it with you. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, and I'm glad that you're excited because I am too. You know, over the next four weeks, I think, you know, one of the things that we are trying to accomplish here is just sharing information, um, sharing our experiences, and really helping leadership of, you know, professional service firms really focus on some of the metrics that drive profitability, utilization, realization, you know, margin and profitability, and uh, leverage. Much of much of our four-week conversation isn't going to be earth-shattering maybe to many people. I think it's just, it's just about, you know, level setting and um, understanding the data. The data, right. And I, I think by the end of four weeks, I will probably have sounded like a broken record right. because I'm going to be talking about the quality data, of quality, quality data, data. consistent data and you know, understanding the data. So yeah, that's, um, I think that's going to be one of the key takeaways for sure. Yeah, 100%. And so, you know, I think jumping right into it, right. And so the mathematics of utilization are pretty simple, right. That's, that's the, the relationship to billable and non-billable hours um, to each other. So I think ultimately, I think we can both attest that keeping good track of, of every hour, whether it's billable or non-billable, is super important. You know, I think we, we know many people out in the industry are really great at keeping track of those billable hours. Um, you know, that, that sometimes the, the non-billable hours aren't tracked quite so well. Yeah, they get lost in the shuffle. Um, you know, so Karen, what do you see you know, that, that maybe professional service firms can learn by, by really tracking utilization and, um, and understanding it? Right. So... As you said, utilization is, you know, the percentage of total hours worked that actually gets billed to the client. Um, and total hours means just that. It, it's all of the time that your employees and, you know, partners spend working, whether it's on, on client work or other things, that, you know, that have to get done, marketing, timesheets, billing. Um, you know, there, there's a, a litany of time that we spend working that doesn't all um, end up on know, an invoice. End up on an invoice, exactly, yeah. exactly. And and you know, I think one of the things that I want to stress here is the importance of tracking all time. You know, in cap at least capturing the data. You know, billable and non-billable. You know, having the full picture of where people are spending their time really helps um, you know business owners understand how an individual's efforts are contributing to firm overall profitability. Um, you know, as, as an example, take managing partner of a professional service firm. You know, their days are probably spent mostly doing administrative work, you know, managing the firm. That doesn't necessarily get billed to a client, but yet that's a really valuable use of that particular yeah. individual's time. So, you know, without really tracking the non-billable or, or the administrative type tasks, it's, it's really difficult to measure somebody's, you know, full contribution to firm profitability. For sure, and in that example, right? It's, it's, it's not that, that you don't know that, that that the person is doing the management of the firm, right? But but it's it's about understanding based on that level of input what you're getting for the hours they're spending. You know, are, are they spending 20 hours, 100 hours, 1,000 hours doing doing that non-billable task, and, and what that output looks like? You know, and and I think thinking about looking at the kind of whole big picture, you know, what are your thoughts on the role that non-billable time plays in an organization? You know, I know we, we hear it across all. all 
all different sectors, and I think you kind of alluded to it already, but the billable hour is king, right? Why does non-billable time take such a backseat? Yeah, so, I mean, it's easy to understand why people place such importance, you know, on the billable hour. I mean, it's it's very easily relatable to profit. Right. You that's know, what that's what we're billing. That's right. you know. Client send you know you send an invoice. Client sends you money. We made money. Right. And it, it's and it's natural to think that you know the more top line revenue a firm has, you know, the higher the invoices are, the more money that they make. But that's actually a misconception. And I think we're going to talk about that, um, you know, in in another episode. But I really think that you know focusing solely on billable hours, it, it almost completely discounts the value of non-billable tasks that many individuals you know perform, whether employees or or owners. At least when we think about non-billable time, I think right there's there's kind of two buckets, right? There's there's the value add and and the non-value add, right? And so you know the the value add being you know maybe some of your marketing, maybe some of our uh, some of the time spent um, recruiting and training and coaching and staff development maybe your thoughts on difference up between the two with the value those value add and those and those non-value adds yeah you know you hit on a, a really good point there there's clearly a difference between a billable hour and non-billable hour yep. but even within you know the context of non-billable hours there's good non-billable time or what we've been referring to as value add non-billable time and we use that phrase you know in our own firm um, and then non-value add you know, non-billable time or bad billable time. Taking that a, a step further, really understanding the data, right? So there's time number yep, one, right? Data. <laughs> um, you know, and understanding how your people are, are spending their time really allows you know decisions to be made and, and analysis to be done on whether or not people are spending too much non-billable time. You know, whether it's value add or non-value add. And understanding and having that data really allows leadership, you know, an opportunity to identify opportunities for automation, right? Yep. We're, we're living in an age of, you know, technological developments. Um, you know, and if automation isn't your thing, you know, even outsourcing, you know, accounting firms and, and lots of other types of professional service firms are looking at alternative staffing yeah. models. Well, they have to, right? right? I mean, it's the demand for quality staff seems to outweigh the supply. 100%. 100%. A lot of these... A lot of these folks who are spending the spending time on these non-billable initiatives, right? I think I think your example is is maybe the obvious one that that, that we started with that that managing shareholder, managing partner level. Mm -hmm. It's clear that they're adding a lot of value that may not be dollars and cents directly, but they're adding a lot of value with their work. Right. Run, yeah. Running the firm. For sure. And I think I think we've seen it. And I think we've seen it in a number of other professional service firms, right? That very often we see folks get get assigned to projects, assigned to work. They have the right skill set for that work. And I think, you know, that's that's easy to equate to say, oh, yep, hey, they're experts in, you know, like yourself, right? You're a, you're an expert in professional service firms, so Karen's leading the charge of that work. Easy to see, like, where that billable work comes from. It's maybe not, not always look to say, hey, because Karen's an expert in that field, she's also great, you know, at delivering CLE, at, um, you know, networking and marketing opportunities. And it's, and, and, and to me, right, it's, it's about understanding the value that the person brings, whether that equates to a billable dollar today or not. Yeah, and, and to kind of jump to week four, you know, because you're <laughs> talking about, you know, highest and best use. You're right, you know, the higher up in an organization you go, the more knowledge you have, the more things that you're responsible for, um, you know, the more opportunities there are for leverage um, and really identifying, you know, what that person's skill set is and, and where their time is best spent is really the key to this, you know, whole utilization thing. Because if somebody is a great rainmaker, 
right, who's going to go out and bring in, you know, phenomenal opportunities, you know, for the firm, that's where you want them to be spending their time. You know, if you tell them that they also, you know, now have to work 2,000 billable hours and do that, right, right you can't do that. That's, that's unrealistic. Um, but getting back to, you know, value-added non-billable tasks, you know, there's some, like we said, high value, higher value um, than others. And, and I see those as training and development of your next gen, you know, mentoring and coaching. Me yeah. personally here, I coach, I think, five, you know, of our managers, um, you know, and then that's, you know, I help them figure out where their highest and best use is, you know, so I'm, I'm training them to, you know, move up. Um, business development, marketing, you know, that's what we just talked about. Um, education, teaching, you, you yeah, mentioned well, CLE. Let's mention it again, quality data, right? Quality data allows you to understand what, what the inputs are for the output, right? So thinking mm -hmm. about somebody who, who, who is that rainmaker, who is that marketer, hey, if, if they're spending 500 hours a year, but they're able to bring in X amount of revenue, that might be worth more to the firm than them doing those 500 hours in billable time, right? Because you're you know, leveraging the younger staff to execute the work that maybe the more experienced folks are bringing in. In line with that, if somebody's spending five, 700 hours on marketing and there's not much fruit coming from that tree, right. Right, at the end of the year, because of that quality data, right. you can sit down and, and really understand what, what the output is um, and equate it clearly to the input other than, oh, hey, I've done a lot of marketing. It hasn't really led to much. Well, okay. Well, how much did you really do? And, right. and what, what did it really not lead to? Where are you spending your time? What groups are you doing? Does it make sense to keep doing what you're doing with different groups? Are you finally getting us a, a leadership position? And so, you know, without without having the quantifiable inputs, right. it's a struggle. Right, it, it, it is. And I'm going to go back to, you know, one of the examples that you just gave, which was a significant amount of time and not really having, um, you know, a whole lot of you know, good results from that. Yeah. And and again, going back to the data and having the good data and tracking those efforts, you know, what it allows leadership to do is really help people um, or, or help refocus people into areas where they are providing most value to the firm. Um, you know, one of the things that, you know, we really should be focusing on, particularly in professional service firms, is that you can't have a one-size-fits-all you know, set of requirements. You can't or shouldn't, I can't say can't because I've actually seen, um, you know, examples in, in, in my, you know, throughout my career um, where there's a set billable hour right. target. This is and it for the entire department, right. the entire group, the it entire level, the entire firm. Irrespective of, of yeah. level, um, you know, there's a, a set business development, you know, goal. Um, and that doesn't, you know, again, in my mind, and we certainly don't practice that here. We have a, a you know, very much a one size fits one. Yeah. Um, you know, Chris, your, your skill set is very different, you know, than mine. So our non-billable tasks are not the are same. Different. And our billable hour targets are not the same either. Um, so that's really, I think, the key takeaway is that it's okay, you know, to, to get off of that one lane highway where everything has to be, um, you know, the same and really look at what's best, you know, not only for your people, but for the firm. And you hit the nail on the head earlier when we were talking about outsourcing and alternative staffing models. Good people are really hard yeah. to come by now. So if you have one set requirement for everybody, you know, that, that doesn't necessarily drive motivation, I think. Right. Right. As often as we're saying data, we're, we're talking about highest and best use, right, and leverage. That if I'm, a, if I'm a great rainmaker or I'm great with staff development, why have me spend, spend the time doing maybe some of, some of that billable work when there's others who, who are more technical experts and, and can excel greater at that, right? right. So what are maybe your thoughts? What are, what are the takeaways as we get ready for next week? 
So again, I, I think the last thing that I said is really kind of looking at your firm, um, you know, and looking at the people and really like doing a, a deeper dive into what each individual can contribute. You know, what's their skill set? Um, and again, in, instead of just look, it's great. Everybody should have a billable hour target. I'm not yep. suggesting that. There certainly is a is a point where revenue generation is important. Yes. So you know, billable hour targets are fine, but I think the goal really should be to at least open up a discussion internally about setting budgets. We didn't even go into budgets, right? yeah. staff budgets or anything. Setting budgets for you know these value-added non-billable times and starting to measure that. Right. Um, Again, understanding the inputs, right? Track, right. Tracking the tracking data. Tracking the data. You know, you know, correlating the, the output from the input. You know, if, if you're the coach, if you're the trainer, understanding, hey, yep, that takes time. That has a great value, right? Yep. What worked yesterday isn't going to work tomorrow. And yep. it may not work today. So challenge the status quo. And, um, you know, just you have to open your mind to possibilities. What worked yesterday might not work today. Certainly won't work tomorrow. Exactly. Uh, you know, so I, I think that's kind of you know, bring us to the end of this week's episode. Karen, thanks for joining. Make sure everybody comes back next week where we're going to start our conversation about realization. Um, you know, that's going to bring us to the end of this episode of the Balance Sheet Breakdown. We'll get a podcast. I'm Chris Frederick, helping you make sense of the numbers.